You're watching Profile Pod TV with Double A. And always remember to take it easy. Hey everyone, Double A here. Hey, check it out. I am now an ambassador for Ray's Energy Drink. If you're looking for an energy drink that's going to provide you with maximum stamina, energy, focus, and recovery, do not look any further. Ray's Energy has got you covered. Go to repsports.com. That's R-E-P-P-S-P-O-R-T-S.com and enter promo code PROFILE to receive 15% off all of your orders. Tell them Double A sent you. And always remember to take it easy. Yo, what is up, everyone? Double A back for another spectacular episode of the Profile Pod, man. This one is a legendary episode, man. Legendary because there's legends on the episode, man. This one is just one for the ages because we had not only Curtis Blow, we had my man Grandmaster D from the legendary hip-hop trio Houdini. You know what I mean? The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. I mean, just unbelievable, man. And then we had my man, Dr. Bob Lee, legendary voice, radio personality out of New York City, WBLS 107.5. And of course, the man who put it all together, recording artist, hip hop recording artist, my man GQ to Embassy out of Orlando, Florida, originally from New Jersey and the Bronx. So just, uh, I mean, need I say more? Need I say more? Just unbelievable, man. What a what an honor, what a privilege to have these gentlemen on. They talked about history, man. History. I mean, just great moments in hip-hop history. If you're a hip-hop head or just a fan of, of music in general, you're going to love this episode, man. So, you know, um, I know just watching this episode, I really appreciated it from an objective standpoint. Just being, uh, just being a part of it was really cool. Just sitting there listening to the, these guys talk and share their stories. And uh, it's just an honor, you know, what, what a cool, what a cool thing it is, man, to be, to do what I do to do as a podcaster. And I mean, if I wasn't podcasting, I would probably, you know, would never have experienced this, you know, have this conversation with these gentlemen and, and just not only this episode, but just in general, man, what, what, what an honor it is to do this. So to be up, be uplifted and inspired every week and talking to these people who, I've done great things in life and, and pursuing their passions and everything else. So I hope you enjoy this one. I know you will because I know I did, uh, to, you know, not only to be a part of it, but like I said, man, it's just, it's just an honor. So uh, stay tuned for more content and, uh, you know, don't forget to like, follow, share, subscribe on YouTube, rate, review on Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. So Thank you once again for being here, wherever you're tuning in from. Audio, obviously on the audio. Uh, so once again, here we are. Enjoy the episode, and we'll see you guys next time. And always remember to take it easy. Peace. And welcome back to the Profile Pod. I'm your host, Double A, here for another spectacular episode of the pod. Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you're tuning in from. 
whether it's on the video platforms, the audio platforms, it's all good. The bottom line is you're here with us. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you once again, everybody for being here. We have a panel of guests here. Before we get into our guests, I always want to uh, say that this is the podcast that brings on individuals doing extraordinary things in life. And tonight we have some legends, ladies and gentlemen, in the house. Um, so don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Instagram, all the social media platforms. You guys know the deal. I always appreciate the love and support, the feedback, the interaction is always great. So uh, thanks, thank you once again. This is the Social Nostra Network. It's the network of talented creators and podcasters now available on all major platforms, including Roku and all of the platforms, man. So go check out the Social Nostra Network. There's something there for everybody. Uh, so let's get down to brass tacks, man. Like I said, man, we got some big time uh, guests in the house tonight, man. I'm gonna go ahead and introduce the panel here in no particular order. Uh, we'll start with my my man, Dr. Bob Lee. He has the uh, radio personality on WBLS Radio 107.5 out of New York City. He wrote the book, People to Know in Black History and Beyond, Recognizing the Heroes and Sheroes Who Make the Grade. And uh, he is a vi vice president of the United Coalition of Human for Humanity. Thank you so much, Dr. Bob Lee, for being here with us. Oh, man, it's always a pleasure, man. Also to kick it with so many uh, legends that are on here right now, you know. Man, that's for some time now. It's, uh, you know, you nailed it on the head. I can't say it any better, man. It's, it's, it's a pleasure to have these gentlemen. Uh, the next gentleman is making his, uh, I don't know, third or fourth appearance now. He's a, he's a profile pod veteran. Uh, my man, GQ to Embassy, originally from New Jersey, now at a new, I'm sorry, Orlando, Florida. And, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I, I got a few spots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I tell you, they, they always go, they go kill me if I don't get it right. So, you know, I, I, born, born in the Bronx, raised in Heightstown, New Jersey. Now I'm living in Orlando, Florida. And you know the slogan, tear, 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 salute, salute, salute. It's your favorite Puerto Rican. GQ to Amber. Shout out to the whole low life family, low zone in the building. You already know what it is. Cheers, salute. And this is number two in counting. Just, just, you know, just keeping it clear. That's okay. Well, if we count the street interview, that it, you know, technically it's it's three. But we, 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 we I, I like it. I like where you're going with this. This is good. Keep going. And, I, and I want to thank you, man, for for brokering this, putting this all together, bringing everyone together, man. And much love to you. Appreciate you, man. Hey, man. I'm just the guy. That's the fly on the wall. You already know what it is. Chill. That's, that's right. That's right, man. Moving on to our next guest, my man is uh, original member of the one and only Houdini. And uh, based out of Brooklyn, New York, man, uh, you might have heard the song Friends back in the day, one of the pioneers. My man, thank you so much for being here. Grandmaster D is in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing today, my man? I'm all right. It's a pleasure to be here, man. Thank you for having us. No, thank you for being here, man, taking the time. And uh, are you are you on the East Coast, Grandmaster? Yes, I'm in ATL. Okay, you're out in, uh, so you're three, three hours ahead. So mm -hmm. I appreciate, you know, I know it's a little later out there and I know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as well as uh, Dr. Lee is, is, I know you're in New York City, so only you and Kurt get to enjoy, you know, California time right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. <I> <laughs> um, and last but not least, man, this gentleman is, uh, hails out of Harlem, New York. Originally he was, uh, a first rapper to be signed by a major record label with Mercury. 
uh, you might have heard the the hits Christmas rapping, the breaks. Uh, when I went gold back in 1980, he was appeared in Crushed Groove. He's just he's done so many things. He's uh, one of, a co-founder of United Coalition for Humanity. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Curtis Blow to the Profile Pod. How you doing, Curtis? Chill, chill. Um, yeah. I'm mighty fine, mighty fine. Thank you for having us here tonight. I just want to say, you know, uh, grace and peace to everyone. And I thank God that we all are still here. And man, shout out to everybody around the nation. Uh, life is crazy right now. We're upside down, but uh, there is a light that I see in the tunnel, everybody. So just mm -hmm. cheer up and, and hold your head up high. We're going to get through all of this craziness. All right. So blessings to you all. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Yeah. It, it, we, it, you know, the optim I love the optimism and, and that's all we can do is be optimistic and, and know that we're, we will persevere and get through these uh, times. Uh, but yeah, again, gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for being here. It's an honor. Uh, Dr. Lee, I was listening to your uh, program last night. I caught a little bit of your set there. You, I know you had uh, Lizzo going, you had Johnny Gill, you had Surface, Shy. <laughs> I mean, you're taking me back to the, to the 90s, man. And that's that's my wheelhouse, man. So I really yeah. enjoyed your show there. And I dropped a brand new record uh, by Beyonce. You heard it? No. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, you got here. Break my soul. Mm. I'm going to play mm. it again tonight. Okay, but it just let's go. Right midnight. Yeah, and I, I know you got that, that midnight to 5 a.m. slot there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And how long have you been with the, uh, with the program there, with the WBLS uh, 107.5? Well, I've been with Curtis Blow before WBLS, believe it or not. I did an internship with WBLS, and then uh, in my, I think my junior year in college, we took rap to the South, Columbia, South Carolina, a place called the Electric Warehouse. But Kurt and I, we've been rolling together off and on on the phone, been to his church in Harlem, and, uh, you know, just been checking on him from time to time. And, uh, you know, and uh, when he came to me with this, uh, this uh, alliance, and he said he wanted to start a union, I said, man, let's go, because he knows my heart, and I know his heart. I really know his heart now. <laughs> <laughs> you, got the, you got the youngest heart in the room, literally. <laughs> I, I bet he's, I feel like he's somewhere playing with toys every once in a while. <laughs> so it's like a no-brainer. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> but I, I've been on BLS since 1981. But I met Curtis, like I said before, uh, I was doing an internship. Before they hired me, I met him. I was working with a number of radio stations with my own van and I was promoting all of their stuff and DJing out in the streets. We had something called the street cleanup campaign mm. and we had a flatbed truck using it as a stage and AST provided all the sound and all that stuff. We went around DJing at different places throughout the five boroughs. So they gave me a top DJ award in 1981 and uh, the promoter, asked me, we received it at Bonds International Casino. And the promoter asked me if I wanted to, you know, I wanted to host his, his spot. And I took the job, made me a little money. And uh, one of the people that came in was Curtis Blow. So before we got together on radio, I met him at the club at Bonds International Casino. And then WBLS called me back in. And uh, 
said, we want you to park your van. <laughs> We're going to give you guys a van. I said, us guys? They brought this other guy in the room by the name of Mr. Magic. So it was me and Mr. Magic that gave us these vehicles that crisscrossed the, the city, the five, you know, the tri-state area. And Curtis Blow came out with us to different schools. We were out there encouraging students to stay in school and be on time and get a good education. And we're still doing that today. You know, you know, the whole thing is about education, educating artists now today about, you know, their agreements, labels, producers, and all that stuff, and trying to get a roof over their head as far as coverage, pensions, and finding out where their money is, if they got extra money out there, and uh, just, you know, just, just letting them know, educating them about the business, because a lot of people signing these contracts, which are like garbage contracts, and it just locks them in for a long time. So we're trying to do that. Curtis is probably great on that, you know, a little bit later on. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you know, speaking of, you know, early 80s, Dr. Lee. Oh, 40 years, that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, look. Yeah, yeah, that's a good chunk of time, man. That's a good chunk of time. 40, so, 40 years of dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. You know, taking it back, right, even before that, I, I wanted to ask you guys, man, you know, you know, touching a little bit on, on, on the history of, of hip hop, man, and, and going back to those early days out in the Bronx and with be you know, cool, cool Herc and all those guys. And yeah. um, I, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, when, when it came, when it comes to the, you know, the, the development of, uh, of, of, of hip hop back in the day, when it came to the, the, you know, what, what was it that propelled hip hop the most? It was it, which one of the elements was it, was it the DJ, was it the MC, the b-boying? Or was it the graffiti element? Which what was it that really put hip hop on the map and then propelled it forward? What, I mean, this question is for all of you guys, man. Uh, you know, what, what was it in your eyes? This is Grandmaster D. Um, in my eyes, it was the MCs and it was the DJs. It was it was a combination. And um at that time, I first heard it in high school in 1977, my freshman year. And we went to this place called the Spark Room after lunch. They had a room where they had a boom box. They playing backgammon and spades. And I heard, yes, yes, y'all. You don't <laughs> stop. We like our sound, sound, loud, loud, and clear, clear. This is DJ, DJ, Africa, Africa. Bam, bam, bada, bada, bada. I said, yo, what is that? They said, yo, that's rap. That's rap. I said, yo, but what are they using? He said, that's a space echo. And at that time, Master Dawn, may he rest in peace, he passed away. He was in my class. And that was the one that showed me the hip hop, what it was about to be a DJ, because he was a DJ. After school, he would take me to his house and show me the ropes about the turntables. And that's what really inspired me. Yeah. Wow. That's but Grandmaster D lived right across the river from <laughs> Queensbridge, where we all grew up. We used to play that music in the park with the, we used to try to find the biggest sound systems that we can stack. Sometimes we stack them up two stories up, <laughs> you know, and yeah, pass another one up. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we used to, what it, I think we used to cut things up in the park because we came out mm -hmm. of the disco era. Uh, we even played at the Fever back in the day before rap. But we were doing a little bit of rap too because we were cutting up those different beats 
and then talking yeah. in between the beats and stuff like that. Yeah, the great beats. Beats is the raps, you know, and then somebody even started doing a beatbox on a machine. Then they started mm -hmm. doing beatbox on the microphone. It was crazy. We just started blending all that stuff together. And I think graffiti and all that stuff might have come later. Mm. Okay, but okay. The hip hop culture now, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Hey, we're talking that you, I think, uh, Grandmaster, you said uh, it's 1977, right? Right around there? Yes, yes. Uh -huh. That was my fresh year, me moving from Brooklyn and moving to Roosevelt Island. Yeah. And my high school was Julia Richmond, right across the bridge in Manhattan. And, a lot yeah. of the students was from Harlem. So that was when the Crash Crew and Rayvon and Johnny Wall and, yeah. and it, it, all of those brothers that went to my school, you know, Spivey and DJ Louie Lou, they had so many names from like <laughs> cartoon characters and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> made yeah. you laugh, but it was something new to us. And yeah. the word of mouth, like Bob Lee say, playing in the park, the word of mouth brought people to the park. And the sound system that you heard, everybody hear music, they're going to run to the park. And we did this for free, never thinking it's going to turn into money. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and so a lot of this, well, the Bronx gets credit, right, for, for the, yeah. origi the where it originated, the hip, hip hop. You know, yeah. um, so well, we were in Queens, Curtis was uptown in Harlem, you know, so we don't know really where it came from, but we know. I was traveling around the different parks throughout the five boroughs. So I know it could have, I don't know where it started, but everybody mm. was doing it. It was trendy. Yeah, everybody was DJing. Curtis could have started yeah. it up in Harlem. I don't know. <laughs> mm. You hear the stories about, yeah. uh, you know, how DJ Cool Herc would have these back to school jams out in the Bronx in the early 70s, right? It's 1973. I think there's even a date, August 11th, 1973. I think he gets credited as, as the. The, the, the very first party that he had a back to school jam. Yeah, so by, yeah. by the time that the, you know, in the, in the, in the mid late seventies, like you said, uh, grandmaster, uh, by this time it was, it had, it, it seems like it had trickled out into the other boroughs already. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it was DJs all over, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, at that time, that's when the disco era was still banging. And, um, you look at, um, DJ flowers, you know, Grandmaster Flowers, it was so many other DJs, Queens, yeah. Infinity Machine, Dr. Bobby, Disco Twins, and it was people from all over, all five boroughs was doing it, you know, but um, it was something big. But graffiti was out around that time, you know, you see the graffiti on the trains and, um, and you know, they had hip hop and, but it was all to do with the sound system, but then it became, these guys I have to definitely give credit to was, Mike and Dave. Mike and Dave was um, like the guys responsible for the crash crew and all of them, but Mike and Dave was on every flyer that came out when I was in high school, far as hip hop, Mike and Dave Productions. No doubt. I know Kirk heard about Mike and Dave. <laughs> he, he used to give the awards every yeah. year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Kirk's member Celebrity Club? On <laughs> 25th Street, yes sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the Harlem world. Those were the good old days, man, you know, yeah. but it all goes back to, I'll say, the 60s, mm -hmm. because that was the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. And we had great leaders, you know, bringing forth this uh, change that was 
you know, so important, so significant and, and, and so momentous that in the 60s, when you talk about, you know, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Stokely mm-hmm. Carl Michael and, uh, uh, yeah. you know, Rosa Parks, uh, uh, mm-hmm. James Lawson, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Philip A. Randolph, these are the great leaders that had united in the 60s to bring forth this change. And I'm talking about the voters' rights of 1965. And that was a Mm -hmm. law that was passed by Lyndon Baines Johnson, right? Mm -hmm. President. And so from there, that's when the movement really hit because uh, uh, African Americans you know, had the right to vote, mm-hmm. but then they they actually started hiring and 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 electing uh, mm-hmm. government officials. But there still was a lot of racism, still yes. a lot of injustices going around. Uh, 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 in 1968, Martin uh, uh, Martin Luther King was assassinated. But but I mean. You know, you had um, James Brown came out yes. with a song mm-hmm. called Say It Loud. Loud, Black, Black and Proud. Mm-hmm. That song, the music, mm-hmm. was so very important during that time because yes. uh, 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 the message of civil rights and equality was all in our music by African Americans throughout the last, you know, 100 years, of course. Now, yes. now, now the Harlem Renaissance with A. Philip Randolph, I mean, with, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Edgar Allan Poe, mm. Langston Hughes. Oh, back, yeah, you going there, yes, go. But, but the songs <laughs> that they made, the, the, the poems that they made were all, all just uh, talking about the injustices to African Americans mm-hmm. and, and ending slavery and all of that stuff, right? Yes. And so, you know, music was so very important to us. It was our escapism in the late 60s, right? We had all of these killings and murders, uh, bombings of churches and all of that stuff in the civil rights movement. And Merzi, mm-hmm. uh, Megger Evans, uh, James Meredith, I mean, mm-hmm. all of these people who gave their lives during that time. Yeah, and, and, and the Kirk music of, 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 of Sly and the Family Stone. Yes, and, yes. And, and, and Kill my Scott man Harris. Sam Cooke, you well, know. Yeah. Uh, uh, all of the this music was our, our voice mm-hmm. uh, saying, this is not right. And, and and so when James Brown came out with that Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud, the, the beat was so significant. It mm-hmm. was a boom, that, boom, boom. That was what we call boom back. Because I'll, I'll explain it, you know, before that, the Motown town, you know, with the Temptations and the Supremes and Smoke and all that, you know, they had beats that went tap, 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 boom, tap, mm-hmm. tap. That was the, yeah. the snare drum kicking on the one, two, three, and the four. But now here mm-hmm. comes James Brown with Clyde Stubberfield with mm-hmm. this change of the beat. 
that was like boom, that, that, boom, that, funky. (laughs) When we heard that as the dancers, as the people of this soul music, we lost our mind. And then Mm -hmm. coming out of the civil rights movement and James Brown telling us, you know, say loud, I'm black and I'm proud. And that's when the people start throwing fists up in the air. You remember and and, yeah. and the Olympics and and the brothers are standing on the totem pole uh, on the the award the platform, pole, uh, yeah, the platform, yeah. and they had a fist I, in the air. And that was the talk of the town. Everybody was mm-hmm. like, "Black power, black is beautiful. It's mm-hmm. all good." And so all, this is where the thing with the pick with right, the fist, right, yeah. right, the pick with the foot, right, right, right. So mm-hmm. all of that was the state of mind that we were in in the late 60s coming out of the civil rights movement and so Mm -hmm. we wanted to continue this to continue this love of our people and say man we're still fighting for the same injustices that are out there so when hip-hop came out well of course you know, you had disco music that was around in the late 60s and the early 70s, and it was all about love each other. And now everybody yeah. is free, and we all have all this love for each other, love that brother and all this, and the hippies and that whole yeah. movement and, and, and peace and love and uh, unity music. and flower music, it was called. <laughs> right? And so Everything was that's juicy, right? when... Yeah. You know, disco music started <laughs> way downtown in the village and all of that stuff. And so uptown, we, of course, we wanted to party and have a good time too. So we partied uptown and in the clubs and the community centers. And that's when we started the, the black parties and the park jams. Mm-hmm. And every Saturday, a DJ would come down. The DJ was the boss. He was the mm-hmm. actual catalyst of the party so Mm -hmm. he was very very important but first it was Mm -hmm. the music the music was so very important and it was our escapism to all of the poverty all of the oppression racism that we were dealing with coming out of the civil rights movement and everybody Mm -hmm. was like flower childs right let's love everybody and so music was our escapism and so uh, dancing became the number one craze to the whole country. Everybody was dance crazy. Everybody mm-hmm. would work all week and go to the club at the uh, on the weekend and pay your five and ten dollars and dance your night away and forget about your troubles, forget about your kids. <laughs> it's all about the party. Yeah. So this is where hip hop came from. It was a mutation of the disco. We were DJs telling people to come out and have a good time. Let's forget about our troubles, you know? And and, uh, I remember when the movie Roots came out in in 1977. Yeah. Everybody, when we saw that movie, when we saw that series, that television series by Alex Haley, it just like was such an impact to our society and and black people were just like, you know, 
hey man, we don't, we are not going to take it anymore. We are celebrated. We are fearfully and specially made by God. We are all equal. You know, we're not slaves anymore. I'm not picking no cotton. You know, <laughs> my name is not Kunta Kente. I'm Curtis Blow. <laughs> right? And so that became the whole state of mind for African Americans around that time. And, and that's where we get the lyricists like uh, uh, the last poets who are oh, yeah. around that time and also uh, uh, James Brown, the music of James Brown, with that said, I'm yeah. black and I'm proud. And after that, he had a, a string of, of like 20 hits, you know, Sex Machine and to, uh, 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 Funky Stuff. Uh, 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 Man, escapism, get on the, man, make it incredible. funky. So, yeah, make it funky. Okay, man, mm. incredible songs, right? Sex right? machine. Yeah. But wow. here comes hip hop, and the first rapper, Sugar Hill Gang, Curtis Blow, Grandmaster Flash, and the Furious Five. Man, we had a thing where we just wanted to make sure that this whole new culture, this whole new style of music, genre of music was going to be successful. And we had an oath, we called it our, our code of ethics because we ran into Reverend Jesse Jackson and he pulled us to the side and he said, if you guys, you guys are the new icons, the new heroes of the community, and this thing called rap is going to take off. So I tell you what, if you want it to really be successful and people all over the world will accept you, keep it clean. Keep it clean. And we, you will have no problems. They will accept you and you will take this thing as far as it can go. And so we listened and we said, man, we have this code of ethics ethics and what we're going to do is, is, is not curse on the microphone, we're not going to diss each other, we're going to be respectful so that our music will be accepted and played on the radio. So this is where that song, the message comes from, wow. from that one meeting from Jesse Jackson. We said, uh, I told Mel himself, I mean, I, I remember that Ron you did on, on uh, uh, We Rap More Mellow, or, or was it Seven Minutes of Funk, when he said a child is born with no state of mind, yeah. I'm blind mm. to ways up mankind. That rhyme right there. So I said, Mel, you gotta keep doing rhymes like that. This is mm. how we're gonna take it to the next level, right? So then uh, uh, I came out the song with the song called Tough. I made uh, uh, another song called Throughout Your Years, which was the first message rap in 1981 uh, on my first album. And I started making songs like that throughout my career, like Hard Times, uh, which was uh, uh, the first uh, cover song by uh, a rap group, Run DMC, did it over. But mm -hmm. Hard Times and You Make Me Nervous. Uh, uh, the Breaks. Uh, you know, all of the, my songs had a special kind of message to them. Not all, but a lot of my songs did. 
And when I got to do uh, the America album, that's the first time I really touched on racism and uh, um, keeping that message alive of equality for all humanity. And uh, that's my whole spiel, you know, that's my history. This is what I, I am about. The biggest, most meaningful song that I ever created in my career was a song called uh, King Holiday, which was a, a song mm -hmm. for tribute to Martin Luther King and the holiday that became a national holiday. And mm -hmm. uh, also uh, I did a song for John Lewis uh, called uh, King of Humanity because <laughs> he was the right-hand man of Martin Luther King. Yeah. Incredible, incredible spirit. Um, yes, nice guy, nice gentleman. Uh, May rest in peace. You yeah. know? And so that's it in the nutshell. This is hip hop. We are hip hop, and you know, I know there's a lot of controversies out there. It started in 1972. If you ask me, it started in 68. Uh, uh, we're saying a lot, but I'm black and I'm proud because uh, after that, everybody who heard that song and 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 the song that came out after that we named, uh, um. You had, you wanted to be like James Brown. Everybody wanted to go to the party and dance like James Brown, because he was the best dancer at the time. Uh, uh, and everyone wanted, to, everyone wanted to mimic him and do yeah. splits and, and turn the party <laughs> down. Yeah, do the that was the whole thing. That's the, and do the boogaloo. There was a lot of there was a lot of split pants after him, you know, a lot of yeah. split pants. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I thought him so the, split at the That was the whole thing. You wanted to be the best dancer <laughs> at party. You wanted to turn the party out. And if you did, you became the most popular guy. And yeah. it's just like Saturday Night Fever, that movie with John Travolta, you know. That the guy yeah. doing the best dance moves in the club, the, the people back up and create a circle around him, right? And then somebody comes in that circle and, yeah. and there's a competition. The battle. And the winner, yeah. the battle, the winner of that competition is the most popular guy. He gets the girl, right? right. Yeah. There you go. The most important so, thing. <laughs> so this. Ever, this thing happened up in the Bronx at the yeah, Curtis. Oh, that one of the up there, right? The Matrix. Yeah. Matrix, that's what they call it. Matrix. <clears throat> Got stuck in the Matrix. It's, it's fascinating, man, to hear all this, uh, you know, the history and, yeah. you know, uh, right around this time, like, when did the, or I should ask, you know, around what time did uh, Grandmaster Flash and Africa Bombada and these guys start extending the break, right? Um, to so so that you know the dancers can do their thing. You know, these four, these circles are forming in, on the dance floor, <clears throat> yeah, and, and the DJ is cutting back and forth, cutting on the break beats like Apache. Yeah. <laughs> And it's all drum beat going from there. Any little beat. Oh, yeah. Hold on. 
Uh-oh, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Probably yeah. like, hold on, let me show you. Let me show you. But, but I yeah. think the question is, the question is, is around what time did that did that start to originate? Right, right. It, start, it started you know. working really in the 70s, late 79. Yeah. 78, 79. Really, that's when everybody started hitting it. And um, I really believe at that time, radio was scared of it. Only one is... I don't think it was playing. It was Mr. Magic at the time. I don't think they understood it. And Bob, they were playing. They played the instrumental. But thank God that we changed it up because we had R&B, and it was original music that we were making. So that's why they they didn't mind playing Houdini. I think we played. We played WBLS in 1981, 82. Yeah. Me and Mr. Magic. Wow. Mm-hmm. Master Peace, rest in peace to Mr. Magic. I yeah, think yeah. Flash, did Grandmaster Flash credit himself as the one that started to, to flip flop the, the break beats to extend it? Um, they were, I think Grit, Theodore got the credit for being the event and scratching the scratching, but, uh, yeah, the scratching, yeah, the needle. dropping the needle, extending the break. And you just cut any DJ, a lot of on that. On that. A lot of us we do. We don't know where that came from, but yeah, that, you had you to be quick to catch like some of them beats. You take a record like Carl Wash, sometimes you had two forty fives, and mm-hmm. um, had, the break was like very small. Yeah, you know, you would want yeah. to break <laughs> and make that longer. <laughs> and yeah. that's what I the MC did. Uh, I got cut off, man. Hey, your My Wi-Fi went out. you yeah. But when, when did you guys like uh, going back? Right, when did you say? When did you truly see that that this, this thing was taking off, man? This thing was evolving. This thing called rap, hip hop. Uh, what, what was it? Was it was it the Sugar Hills Gang, Rappers Delight song? What, what, was it uh, just a, a, a mm. you know a, a, a combination of, of of events, or was it one thing that you just said, okay, there it is? Or here In we the book, it was before that before it came, became commercial, because it was a thing that everybody was doing in the community. It was fun, you know, you did it, you want to hear your sound, you want to hear your new records and all that stuff. And you would take those records and create those breaks. And that's when the, the rappers were able to rap inside of those breaks. We didn't want to rap on top of something that, you know, had lyrics playing. So we extended yeah. the break, we started doing it. But I tell you, we, we saw it come up from the, from the streets before it hit the radio. Cause I think we, Kirk, we just started playing it on radio until like 81, 82, right? Mm-hmm. That's when we took on- uh, uh, Of course, you know, of course, uh, Sugar Hill was 1979 and mm-hmm. so was Christmas rap. And then- uh, And King Tim the Third, right? Sequence girl. Um, yeah, Sequ- yeah, King, <laughs> King Tim actually was first before mm-hmm. Sugar Hill. That was mm-hmm. January. The fat uh, back then. In 1979, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so Sugar Hill came out and I think it was uh, uh, spring or August. Mm-hmm. And and Christmas rap and it came out in December. But you also had um, uh, the sequence girls. Yeah, from that. I got it. Yeah, yeah, phone you right on right up. On up. Uh, right on up. <laughs> get up, that get up, get up, get up. Were they from course. Columbia, South Carolina? <laughs> that was the first chorus Lunch. ever on a hip hop rap song. 
The first one before that we just we just used to rap, so they put it together and made it into uh, uh, an actual song, you know, with a chorus, singing chorus. And oh. I thought I was the first one with a a, a, a hook, and but it was them, so I, uh, I give them their flowers. They deserve it. I thought it was the bricks. They saw the bricks. <laughs> you know, Blondie. What's the other chick? Shirley uh, Pearl. Angie Stone. Angie. Oh, yeah. Angie. Yeah, that's me. Get out of out of a gas station when we were down there. We used to go down there and get that old yoga. But yeah, they used to come to the club and they. Tell you, yeah, you know, it, it was <laughs> such a, it was such a special, special time. Those moments when those first, you know, series of records had came yeah. out for hip hop. I think that that was the real time uh, uh, in the history of hip hop where we knew that, man, this thing is going to take off. This thing is going to be something <laughs> else, right? And we all were excited. Listen, I remember coming home from the studio. I was recording my first album. And this was, I already had Christmas wrap out, right? And so I'm coming uptown, um, you know, and, and um, I jump out the cab and so I'm walking to my place and, and I hear this music coming out of somebody's window. You know how people used to put their speakers yeah, outside speaking. the window and yeah, play yeah, yeah. music. And this was two o'clock in the morning, so everybody was hearing it, right? So I got plenty of tickets at the hood. I listen and I'm here this me in this uh, nice little beat, like it, it, it went it went uh and then he's rapping. So, this is the way we rock the house. Everybody, come turn Funky Four. Wow. It was the Funky Four plus one more. And I sat yeah. there and I listened. I listened to the song, the whole song as it was playing. And I said, just felt this feeling like, oh my God. This thing, hip hop, you know, I already had a record deal. So this thing, hip hop, is going to be something else. We can have careers, people to join <laughs> the team, you know what I mean? And we can make it. We can do this. It's going to be all right. And I just had the best feeling of hearing somebody else's record on the radio. What an amazing feeling. Damn, yeah. man, that's crazy. And going back to your your that record your first record deal there, Curtis with 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 Mercury man. I mean, what was that? Take us back to that moment, man. When you got signed and you know, what was that like, man, for you, for you? I mean, we're talking like 1979, right around there, right there, right? Um, actually, yeah, yeah. It was 1979, and um, it was a, a, a glorious time. Here I am, a college student. <clears throat> majoring in communications and I'm just like doing all the research about music and studying 
my history from the Motown sound to rock and roll to everything. I just wanted to, you know, because I was DJ as well at uh, in this club called Small's Paradise on 136th Street and 7th Avenue in Harlem, right? And so when I got the, the job and as being their house DJ, I went to every record company and got all the old school music, all the music that I love, uh -huh. uh, all the soul music. And even I joined a record pool, you know, sure record pool, and I got everything that was coming out new. Uh, and I'm bronze by Right, exactly, right? And so, you know, it, it was just a special, special time for me, uh, uh, a feeling that uh, I will never forget. It was the most joyful time that I ever had. Uh, and I had a few, I, I, I'll tell you, I, my career, I had a lot of joyful moments. Uh, but uh, that time was very special, and it's right up there at the top of the list. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward to, uh, I think, 1982, the Houdini, right? Grandmaster D. Um, yeah. I think you guys had one of the first videos, right? A company. Yes. You know, Zomba. We were on Jive Zomba. I'm sorry? We was on the Jive Records. Mm -hmm. Zomba. And, um, yeah, it was the first video, rap video. Yeah, Magic Wand, Magic Wand. Magic Wand, yeah. yeah. And, and, and talk a little bit about that experience, man, being on the set and, and just the whole, um, just the whole thing, man. I mean, what was that yeah, like? Yeah, you know, at that time, you know, I believe it was George Clinton and them had videos out at the time. You know, MTV didn't play us at that time. And um, we owe a lot to um, Video Music Box. You know, it was like our BET in the tri-state area. Mm -hmm. And I want to give a lot of credit to um, BET because Donnie Simpson and them broke a lot of our songs and they were playing all our videos. That's what made us stand out too because we had videos that go with our records. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it was a very big time for rap. And you know, you get a chance to see the rappers on TV on, on a video show, that was important. Remember Hot Tracks? Yeah, yeah, I remember host, I remember hosting hot tracks with uh, Eddie Kendris and um, <clears throat> and David Ruffin. Wow, that, that was unbelievable. You know, may they rest in peace. You, you you know, for me coming up, you know, Grandmaster, I you know my part of Jersey, we didn't get video music box. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So so for for me, I didn't get to get to enjoy seeing videos unless I was in New York visiting one of my cousins and we would sneak up late night to watch it because he would, mm -hmm. you know, they would put me on to it. I'd be like, yo, we don't got that over here. <laughs> well, I didn't get to start, I didn't get to start enjoying seeing my favorite rappers until Yo MTV raps with Fab Five Freddy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And Dr. Kurt, Dre. You know what I'm saying? Well, that was when he was Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, but yes. Yeah. But like Kurt, Kurt, I remember hearing Kurt when I was a kid with uh, the breaks and, uh, and if I rule the world, that was, that was for me. But Kurt was like my mom's favorite rapper. I was just a kid, mm -hmm. but fast forward a little, little bit, you know, fast forward a little bit. Houdini was one of my groups that I came up under listening to, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. EPMD, Houdini, yeah. 
you know what I'm saying? And then and let's represent all of hip hop. You know, I'm talking about Queen Latifah, Moby yeah. Love, Run DMC, LL, like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Listen to to Red Alert on Kiss FM on Friday night. And 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 Bob Lee, you should know this one. Chuck Chill Out Saturday yeah. nights on WBLS. I was in Jersey yeah. recording these, yeah. you know, this stuff with a hanger on my antenna because I could sometimes I couldn't get the station right in that yeah. part of Jersey. <laughs> You know and what I'm saying? Just, so yes, and you did anything to, to get it, and it's like and um, everything. Like when Mr. Magic, man, he rest in peace, man. When you hear him on a Thursday night at two o'clock in the morning, and that was the only way we was hearing rap. And um, he really took it to the next level, and he broke a lot of records, man. So we got to take our hat off to Mr. Magic, and um, yeah. it, it's just rap, man. Kept a lot of people eating. Because of rap, you had a um, video show. Because of rap, you had um, clotheslines out, Carl Canard, Cross Colors, and all that. Mm, it gave yeah. a lot of people jobs. They had hip hop magazines because of rap. Yeah. You know, and, and at that time when we came out, it's a shame that, and when Kurt came out, there was no um, rap category in, in the Grammys. Because yeah. we know we should have got a Grammy. We ain't never got a Grammy. And we was the first at that time to sell a million albums. But to me, no matter what, to me, Kurt was the first big national star to me. I mean, international, you know, on the platform as a major label, it was Kurt. And, and yeah, there's no and, way that yeah. Kurt's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And there's no way that we're not in there. Fact, I want to say, you guys not, included. Well, yes. Yeah. We got to get you guys in there. We got to get you in there. Yes. Well, in, re in reality, we don't even need a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's Hip Hop yeah. Hall of Fame that needs to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's like that's like hockey players being in the NBA Hall of Fame. Like, what they doing there? <laughs> uh, that doesn't exist, though, the Hip Hop Hall of Fame? Uh, it's, it's the museum now is, is yeah. what's uh, it's new. Kirk, but, I mean, nah. Kurt, Kurt, grab that. Grab that. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Universal Hip Hop museum is a project we've been working on for the last eight nine years now yeah. and i am the chairman emeritus um and it's uh, a pretty important uh, project uh, it's a, a brick and mortar location up in the bronx uh, and it will have all the the history, the memorabilia, the pictures, the legacies, the artifacts, all in one place for the whole world to visit physically. And there will be, of course, a virtual museum as well. And you can all uh, check it out at the uh, Universal Hip Hop. Uh, that's UCFO. Wow. Uh, UHHM.org. Yeah. But you got to start yes. the Hip Hop Hall of Fame. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's who, yeah. We, and we got to get all, all, our, all our rock and roll Hall of Fame uh, inductees out of there and bring them home to the real Mecca. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we've yeah. been discussing this for a couple of years now, having a Hall of Fame as one of the building or one of the departments of the Universal Hip Hop Museum. Yeah. So it's yeah. uh, been in discussion and we have been having talks to other about 
this with other people as well. Uh, I wouldn't say any names, but um, uh, uh, competition is competition. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we all should gotcha. work together for a, a, a unified effort in this whole situation because it's our history and our history is very, very important. You need to know where you come from so you can know where you're going. Where you're going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where did you say that that brick and mortar is going to be located, Curtis? Right now it's 69 East, uh, what is that, 140? <clears throat> yes, the exit before Yankee Stadium. It's on 149? Oh, is that 138 or 138? 138, 138. okay. Yeah. It's about a terminal market. Yeah. Oh, by the market? Oh, it's right yeah. there. As a matter of fact, they have uh, what we call a pop-up, which is like a mini-me of the museum. It's only like 6,000 square feet, this pop-up. It's an example of what the museum is going to look like. But inside, uh, they have this uh, uh, ex, uh, this um, this uh, project called the mm -hmm. uh, hip hop evolution or revolution. Uh, um, and now it's, they have exhibits, special exhibits. They did the fever uh, club uh, mm. two months ago, but this month they have another exhibit called the golden era. And they're mm. in the late 80s, all those groups that you named, yeah, yeah. All your EPMD, uh, on and on. Slick Rick. On and on. Slick yeah, Rick. man. Oh. Into the early oh. 90s. Yes, yes. That's not so probably me. Even oh, the fat man. boys. Oh, yes. my goodness. Such a major influence. Major influence. All of that stuff, man. Yeah, being, man. I mean, being a kid, you know, growing up out here in, on the West Coast, you know, and being a kid in, in the 80s, man. Yeah, we were we were loving all that stuff too, man. I mean, I was uh, you know LL Cool J, the Beastie Boys, you know, going back, of course, mm -hmm. Curtis Blow and and uh, uh, LA Dream Team guys like that. Yeah, I, I bottom, <clears throat> all of those guys, man. You Uncle know, Jam's man. Army, right? Just <laughs> yeah, nah, man. yeah, Uncle you know, Jam's Army. Wow, Mr. <laughs> Peach Rock. Oh. That's my dude, right there. You know, dude. Yeah. 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 So 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 imagine Double A, right? You coming up in the in in the, in the era of hip hop, right? In the, in the phases, I'm I'm the generation after the you know the the, the true school, right? right? And you influenced by all this amazing culture, all this sound, you know, native tongue. You got the G funk, gangster rap coming, you know, all this other, all everything just hitting me, and then all of a sudden, you know, it it it, it influences you to become a part of it. And then not only become a part of it, because not everybody that becomes a part of hip hop gets to really be immersed in the essence of hip hop. What I mean by that is the actual creators of hip hop, the shakers and the movers of this culture. So for me, it's been especially incredible because, you know, like I told you before, I ran with Big Pun, you know what I'm saying, before he blew up and after, you know, I got to meet Kurt. I was 20-something years old, you know what I'm saying? I'm wrapping my <clears throat> petunias off to, to Kurt, you know what I'm saying? And through him getting to meet 
so many people that I, I came I came up with. And mind you, I'm just this, I'm just a kid from a small town in Jersey. You see what I'm saying? And I say all that to say this to anyone that's watching. I don't care if you're in the middle of a field and you're surrounded by flies and corn. It doesn't matter. Shaquille said it best. If you're good, they're going to find you. You know what I'm saying? And in my case, I was like, I'm good, but I'm going to find them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> always stay hungry. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that, man, because yeah, it's like in sports too, right? If, you, if, you, if you're a baller, football, basketball, whatever the case may be, whatever sport, you know, they'll find you, man. They'll find you. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know, um, I kind of wanted to or switch gears. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I would say sometimes you got to find the scouts and start balling up. Start busting mm -hmm. their players behind and showing them your crossover. Yeah. And then they say, yeah. yo, where that kid from? Yeah, from yeah, where? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even well, now, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm low life, man. I'm a low life affiliate. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because, you know, they, they, I put myself in front of enough people to say, oh, you know what? This kid got something to contribute. We're going to rock with him. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, so. Man. Absolutely. Yeah, I wanted to bring up, uh, you know, kind of switch gears a little bit, going into the United Coalition for Humanity with Curtis, Dr. Lee, where, you know, you guys are part of that organization. I know GQ is an, an, an ambassador. Uh, Talk a little bit how uh, that you guys kind of formed that and, and what was the inspiration behind all of that and that organization and, and what you guys are all about. Well, um, right there. the uh, inspiration when it all started because I actually personally have been into several health uh, um, issues. Mm. Um, Back in 2017, I went into cardiac arrest. And then 2018, I had four heart operations. And man, it was just trauma, trauma, traumatizing, life threatening. And when you go through things like that, it, it, it gives you, uh, it changes you, sort of, you know, you start to enjoy the meaning of life. You start to uh, cherish life more than, and than you did before these life-changing operations. And so the last one was a, a full heart transplant. And I was like, oh my God, I woke up, I remember I'm alive. God has blessed me to still have me here on this earth. But it must be a reason I, I, I prayed to God. I said, God, man, thank you. Thank you for keeping me here and making this operation a success. But you must want me here for a special reason. This is why you, you have me waking up this morning. And I'm a blessing. And so it was, it was like, this was with inspiration. I know that, you know, a lot of uh, my peers, a lot of people like me who have passed away from Bismarcky to my man Ecstasy from Houdini, Kango Kid, DMX, uh, Shock G, man, the list goes on and on and on. 
And, and I said, man, you know, as we get older, our health is so important to us. I, I, I need to let people know that these are the years where we need to make our health our top priority. And I don't want to see anyone else go through what I went through with those four operations. I'm talking about, man, a doctor came in and said, I'm going to make you going to make this one. This is a, a, a pretty tricky. I've got to pull your heart out and, and freeze it on the side for 12 hours and then go back in and patch this thing up over here and mm -hmm. put a stent in here to, to your aorta. And I don't know if you're going to make it. And, and I did, and I did four times with operations like that. And so I, I decided to form this organization as uh, a testament to God and letting everyone know that I am a walking, living, breathing testimony of the fact that God is real and God, God is able. powerful and God is still in the miracle business and what god did for me god can do for you too mm -hmm. right? and Amen. so that's what i'm doing i formed the united coalition for humanity which is a an organization that is god-centered and we just want people to live their lives more abundantly and not just survive but thrive and 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 we want to help people. So we want to, you know, promote uh, equality for humanity, every race, every religion, every uh, creed, every color, every uh, uh, country. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. If you are breathing, you are a part of humanity. We believe that we are all one big human family. And we just want to love each other and show love to humanity. And that's what the Humanity Coalition is about. And uh, uh, we believe that uh, loveism is, is our theme and our mission. Uh, like Martin Luther King said, you know, love is the most powerful force in the universe. And, 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 and can chance, it can change a an enemy, your worst enemy, and transform them into being your best friend. And yep. that's the power of love, y'all. So we just want to spread the love around humanity and join forces with, with other organizations who believe in the same situation of equality for everyone and human and humanity. Equality for humanity. That's it. So our biggest leg is the Hip Hop Alliance. We have formed this organization, a partnership with the biggest union, SAG-AFTRA. And we're out to promote fair wages and fair royalties and strong health and retirement benefits for all of our hip hop brothers and sisters and even the R&B community as well. So we are there with uh, 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 our motto, each one teach one with education. <clears throat> you can learn, go to the website, hiphopalliance.org and learn, join for free. And you can learn anything you need to know about the entertainment industry from songwriting to publishing, copyrights, trademarks, 
you know, streaming, the metaverse, NFTs, everything. We got to go, all the data, all the information that one needs, we have it at your fingertips. If you mm -hmm. join us at the hiphopalliance.org. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's powerful, man. I, yeah, I got to join them. I'm, go ahead, Dr. Lee. No, he said it all right there. Mm -hmm. all yeah, about yeah. It's, all, it's all about education, you know. Um, yeah. People around, like I said before, signing these crazy contracts. So we're educating artists about their, their agreements with labels and producers and agents and managers. And we think that, you know, that's the first step in empowering artists to protect their livelihoods and, and their futures. So yes. we just get behind and share that information. You know, you got to create the awareness. And with everything that you do in life, you got to get the knowledge of what to do, what to say, and how to be. So uh, we're, we're stepping in the gap to uh, try to present that information to a lot of the people, not only the people who are up and coming, but people who are in this business who've been doing it for a while and think that they didn't have to do anything because they're making all this money or whatever the reason is that they didn't have to check out these steps, steps to get them where they need to go and to mm -hmm. help get them covered. I mean, there's going to be a time in your life where you won't be able to perform or, or work the way you did when you were 18, 19, and your twenties and thirties and forties. There's going to come a time where you're going to look up and you say, wow, I need, where, I need, where am I going to get this extra money from? Where am I going to get this, this pension from or this, uh, or 401k or whatever it is, you know? And so joining a union like this will help you, um, establish that and help you uh, get some things that you need to to navigate through life, navigate through your business. I, I love that, man. I love it. Yeah, like I said, man, I got to I got to jump on there and and join that. Uh, you said yeah. And it's, you said it's free, right? I mean, no, yeah. that's yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's for all of us, double A, even the podcasters too. You know, I'm MC slash mm -hmm. podcaster. Yes, so, yes, you know. Joe. I do yep. the beat, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, you know what I'm the, the, the two things I want to mention right quick. Um, number one, we have uh, some new partners uh, along with SAG-AFTRA, of course, but we now have uh, Music Cares, uh, yeah. a part of our organization as well. They are our yes. newest partners, our newest sponsors, and they are a government organization uh, uh, formed by the federal government during the pandemic to give assistance, emergency assistance to any of uh, our members, our artists, anyone in entertainment who needs help, financial help, you need your rent paid or uh, your bills paid or Healthcare, any health care. Uh, we have uh, health benefits uh, for any one of our members and, or our people, anyone in music, actually, or entertainment. And um, it's, it, these emergency funds uh, are in, uh, just accessible through Music Cares. And like I said, you know, they, they are federally funded. Uh, 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 by the government, and uh, they have a hundred million in their budget to give out to artists who need assistance. 
So yeah. again, join us at the hiphopalliance.org we will run you straight through to Music Cares and get you some emergency help if you need it. All right. Now the other yeah. thing is another blessing. Um, <clears throat> uh, we just signed on a new advocate to the Hip Hop Alliance, and his name is the Great Teacher, whoop, the whoop. Master Blaster. KRS-One. KRS-One. Yo. <laughs> yes. Whoop, he is whoop. our new chairman. South Bronx, the South South Bronx. Yes, yes, yes. We had a sorry, sorry to all my queens, all my queens people out there. My bad, my bad. <laughs> we had a, a great, a great conversation, a Zoom call yesterday with him. It was amazing. He is so into this thing, man. He wants to definitely. Uh, lead us he has a lot of ideas uh he's going to bring to the table we have another meeting tomorrow uh thursday uh to discuss our details about this new chairmanship that he is going to embark on and so mm -hmm. great great he's uh uh ready to uh support my financially as well as uh, uh, support in tours and live shows and go to brother in his pocket. He said, "I'll I'll finance this myself." Let me uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it, it's it's such a pleasure and such a joy just to have the energy and the spirit and 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 the love and the heart yeah. coming mm -hmm. from this legend. You know what I mean? And he is so ready, willing, and able to unite. You know, mm -hmm. KRS-One, he's, he's a battle rapper. He's, oh, he's the blast, he's a blast, he's a blast my, master, right? My philosophy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, come right, on, right. man. But yeah. he has That's... learned, he has learned so much throughout the years. I've watched these rappers grow and they build you know, they transform and they grow. And it's incredible to see and witness and just to talk to him yesterday was amazing. And I'm mm -hmm. saying he he has that 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 love in his heart. He wants to see his people, you know, not just him. He's already famous. He's already rich, you know. And yes. he's already working in everything, but he wants to see his people do good. And that is special. That is special. It's not about mm -hmm. him. It's about us. No doubt about it, man. That's powerful, man. I appreciate you sharing that with us, Curtis. And, um, mm -hmm. I can't wait Thank to you. see it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Man. <clears throat> man, as we wind things down here, gentlemen, I, I kind of want to go around the panel real quick and and just give, give us a snapshot of what's what's coming next for you projects upcoming um, you know whatever the case may be man and uh go ahead uh dr lee what's what's next for you, you know, on the horizon we're never gonna let up in the community we're always gonna be out there in the community mm -hmm. you're gonna see uh hip-hop alliance hats t-shirts and jackets and all that stuff we'll probably be mm -hmm. out there kurt will tell you about atlantic city and some of the other places um krs1 said 
he's going to make the announcements from the stage wherever he goes in concert. And we can put a table out there and, and set something up and sign people up. He says, I'm going to get yeah. people up. So there's a whole lot of things on the horizon. A lot of people want to join this organization. Yes. You know, uh, I can see it <laughs> getting bigger, but people are going to just want to find out more and more about what's happening because the yes. excitement there and, uh, and the backing of and taking care of people are there. You know, people <laughs> moving together in the same direction for a common cause. That's, that's the deal, right? That's what it's about. Absolutely, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm in, man. I'm in. I'm... Yes. <laughs> Grandmaster D, what's next for yourself, man? What do you got going for on? myself, I got um, playing on Rosebud Island. For, they're wrapping up a film festival. They got me DJing afterwards on Sunday. Then um, the 30th, I will be in New Orleans. I'm playing with the Wayne Wiggins from Tony, Tony, Tony. They, they have playing in a mansion out there during the Essence that weekend. The Essence Festival, right? Yes. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. That's beautiful, man. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank I'm you for having us, man. It, it means so much to spread the word. And it's, <laughs> once you join us, you're protected, you know? And none but good things come from our organization. Oh, man, it's all about love, love and respect. Yeah, all about love and respect. And it's about building with one another and reaching one another. One hundred percent, man. No, I, I'm, I'm sitting here just tripping out, man. I, I got to be honest with you guys, man. I'm, you know, you, I, I grew up listening to all you guys, and, and you know, Doctor Lee, I seen you around too, man, and and GQ, my man, and uh, you know, it's 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 a pleasure doing this, man. I've been podcasting three and a half years, man, and and what you know, it's a beautiful thing to. It's a, it's been a nice, beautiful journey, man, and. Uh, you know, it's just a true testament, man. You, you go after your goals, you go after your dreams, and and good things happen, man. You meet good people that, that inspire you, that that you know that that uh, will motivate you, and and um, you know, you guys are an inspiration to me, man, personally. And you know, I can't thank you enough for for taking the time to come on my you know my platform right here. And but um, Curtis, man, what? what what can you tell us, man? You've already mentioned a lot about what you got going on, but uh, anything else you kind of want to just, you know, give a, a give a, a glimpse on to shed a little bit of sure. light on? Sure, sure. I just want to say thank you for having me on your show, and yeah. it was beautiful. Um, but we do have uh, a Twitter space coming up this Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern where we are going to make the official announcement. Chuck D is going to introduce everyone to KRS-One uh, as our new chairman. And uh, that's gonna be special. SAG after will also be there making the presentation on what they are uh, presenting for the hip hop and R&B community. And, uh, oh, the big thing coming up, July 20th for the NAACP National Convention. They are going to honor us, uh, the Hip Hop Alliance. That's going to be a special day. That's the finale of the whole conference. You know, they're going to have about 15 to 20,000 people there for the four or five days. And that starts on July 14th uh, to the 20th down in Atlantic City. Oh, so, 
is going to be a great event. Everyone will be there. Like I said, it's the national convention for the NAACP. So everyone is going to be there from the SCLC to the SMCC to the Urban League to the AFL-CIO to the uh, uh, Black Lives Matters. You know, you name it, you, they're going to be there. Also, you know, there are a lot of cop corporations like... Uh, Sirius Satellite Radio, and of course, all the record companies and uh, 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 McDonald's and you know, <laughs> um, everyone. Everyone is going to be there at uh, the National Convention. So we're going to take place uh, at the finale July 20th, right? And uh, we will be at the finale of the whole event. And we're gonna do a reenactment of the signing of the contract. So SAG after we'll be in the house and we'll sign these contracts on the stage. And I'm gonna do a little performance as well. Oh. And uh, uh, there will be a panel of discussion. So if you're in town in the area, Atlantic City, come party with us, come celebrate with us, and come to represent this joyous occasion of us being honored by the NWACP. Mm. Thank you. Congratulations on that, man. Yeah, that's a, and I'm sure you can find a lot of the information on, on the website there, NWACP, and on that particular event. And, and uh, congratulations once again. And uh, my man GQ to Embassy. Bring us home, baby. Bring us home, baby. Hey, man. Well, listen, I, you know, I got to apologize to all the people been waiting for, you know, the Latinos Unidos to drop. You know what I'm saying? I pushed it back a little bit, but it is coming out this Friday for oh. sure, for sure. Watch you know out. Watch out. So first, first time in hip-hop history where you're going to have a Puerto Rican and a Mexican MC together joining forces. You know, what I'm saying to 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 put out the you know keep hip hop alive. You know, east and the west, NY to LA. Uh, on the 23rd, I'm flying into your hometown, Ontario, California, where we're gonna be performing live at the Christian Camacho title bout. You know, what I'm saying shout out to my brother Ray Rock on the alley oop for that. You know, what I'm saying also uh, in July I'm dropping on now, which is a, which is my other single, and in August I got a single with uh, Granddaddy South. Uh, from uh, Three Six Mafia, that's coming out as well. You know what I'm saying? So we're doing our thing, and make sure everybody go to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, check the Rhyme Radio. You know what I'm saying? The podcast. We're gonna continue to evolve. Shout out to the whole Low Zone, the whole Low Life movement, um, and make sure you check out my video with Mellow Man Ace called "Who I Know." You already know what it well, is, man. It's your favorite Puerto Rican, man. And of course. I cannot forget to thank these legends, these brothers of mine, you know what I'm saying, mm. for, for, for you know, slam dunking this alley-oop, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. They didn't have to do it. It could have been yeah. anywhere else in the world, yeah. but yeah. they brought it home for you people, Social Nostra, you know what I'm saying, and for the Profile Pod. So, you know, appreciate them, first and foremost, by bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, Absolutely. That song, that song is incredible, y'all. I heard it before. Yeah. Who do... Who I know. Who I know. Yeah, appreciate oh, you, man. Appreciate you. Very man. nice. Very nice. Send me a copy, man. I'm, 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 I'm going to send everybody an MP3. You know what I'm saying? I got you. It's all love. All right, cool, you know cool. I mean? cool. Once again, there it is, man. There it is. Man. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here with us right here on the Profile Pod with uh, these legends, Dr. Lee, Curtis Blow, my man Grandmaster D, GQ to Embassy. Go follow them. Go tap into the Hip Hop Alliance. Go, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. You just heard it. Uh, so once again, thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Go follow, uh, subscribe, subscribe to the profile pod. Don't forget to uh, leave me a rate review on Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. You guys know the deal. We will be back next week for another episode for these fine gentlemen right here. Thank you once again for being here on the profile pod. We will see you guys next time. Guys, I can't thank you all once again, man. All, all nothing but love, nothing but love. And uh, I'll be sure to tag you guys on everything. I'll be promoting this episode. And and uh, I'm going to go right now and follow you guys on Instagram. So everybody do the same. You guys go follow these guys, legends right here. Heard up. And everybody that's tuned in, remember to what, double A? Always remember to take it easy. Easy. Peace. Peace. Peace.